It's Wednesday, April the 21st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Derek Chauvin's guilty verdict and a Super League come undone. First, the world in brief. America watched as Derek Chauvin, a white former police officer, was found guilty of murder and manslaughter charges in the death of George Floyd, a black man in Minneapolis last May. Mr Chauvin had been recorded kneeling on Mr Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. The murder sparked months of protests. The jury deliberated for about 10 hours, following a three-week trial. President Joe Biden hailed the victory, saying the killing had exposed, quote, systemic racism as, quote, a stain on our nation's soul. Idris Debi, the president of Chad, died after being wounded during a battle between his troops and rebels in the north of the country, according to the army. Fighting broke out after the election on April 11th, in which the 68-year-old strongman was declared the winner. The army claimed five soldiers and 300 rebels had also been killed. Chad's government has been dissolved. A military council led by Mr Debi's 37-year-old son, Mohamed Idris Debi, will run the country, which is allied with America and France. Russia has moved warplanes to Crimea and bases near the rest of Ukraine, where more than 80,000 Russian troops are thought to be stationed. This marks the greatest military build-up in the area since Russia annexed the peninsula in 2014. Ukraine's foreign minister called for new economic sanctions to deter, quote, further escalation. Today, Vladimir Putin will make his annual State of the Nation address. The Chinese government announced that Xi Jinping will attend and give a, quote, important speech at a virtual environmental summit hosted by Joe Biden on Thursday, which is Earth Day. It will be the first meeting of the presidents of the world's two biggest carbon emitters since Mr Biden took office and brought America back into the Paris Agreement. Two days after it was announced, the European Super League lay in tatters after its six English representatives, led by Chelsea and Man City, withdrew. The proposed breakaway tournament had drawn ear from fans, football authorities and politicians. The league's backers had offered clubs as much as 350 million euros, 420 million dollars each to join. The remaining six founding clubs, including Barcelona, Juventus and Real Madrid, have yet to quit it formally. Britain's unemployment rate fell to 4.9% in the three months to the end of February, down slightly from 5% in the quarter ending in January. Employment was buoyed by the government's furlough scheme, which supported nearly 5 million jobs. But in a sign of worse to come, the number of employees on companies' payrolls fell by 56,000 between February and March. Johnson & Johnson said it would resume rolling out its COVID-19 vaccine in Europe after the European Medicines Agency said the benefits outweighed the risks. The agency said J&J must add a warning about rare blood clots to the vaccine label. It had earlier made similar demands of AstraZeneca. The EMA found that instances of clotting occurred in people under the age of 60, mostly women. And editor's note. In the coming months, you may notice as we test some changes to Espresso. We will keep it brief as ever. Our stories each day will cover a wider range of topics and may be updated more frequently. As we experiment, we welcome feedback from you. Tell us what you like or don't. As ever, we hope to serve up the strongest shot of daily news, analysis and commentary possible. Write to the Espresso editor, Adam Roberts, at editor-espresso at economist.com. And now, here's today's agenda. Fighting for the narrative. Putin v. the protesters. Alexei Navalny's life hangs by a thread in a prison hospital. His political movement faces elimination. 
but the opposition leader's team has not given up. Today, they have called for the largest protest in Russia's history. More than 460,000 people have signed up to demonstrate in support of Mr. Navalny, who has been on hunger strike for three weeks. The protest is meant to coincide with Vladimir Putin's State of the Nation address today. No one knows exactly what the president will say, but it is clear that he seeks to regain control over the political agenda, which has been dominated by Mr. Navalny's torturous fight. Mr. Putin's strategy could involve economic, political and military elements. The Kremlin has been amassing troops on Ukraine's border and in Crimea, the Ukrainian territory that Russia annexed in 2014. Mr. Putin wants the world to forget about Mr. Navalny. Today's protests are intended to render that impossible. Guilty as charged. Derek Chauvin convicted. A jury in Minneapolis took just 10 hours to find Derek Chauvin, a white former police officer, guilty on all counts after his three-week trial over the killing of George Floyd. Mr Chauvin was convicted of two charges of murder and one of manslaughter after he knelt for over nine minutes on the neck of Mr Floyd last May. The outcome was greeted with relief. Earlier on Tuesday, Joe Biden had said that there was, quote, overwhelming evidence implying he expected a conviction and that he was praying for the, quote, right verdict. In Minnesota and beyond, governors had called out members of the National Guard, fearing public anger if there had been an acquittal. An appeal is likely. One congresswoman, Maxine Waters, at the weekend called on protesters to, quote, get more confrontational if Mr Chauvin were freed. The trial judge said her intervention could be brought up later by the defence as potentially unfair to the defendant. Green indecision. Sustainable finance in Europe. Today, the European Commission is expected to publish a second draft of its proposal for a green quote taxonomy. The classification system aims to define which economic activities count as sustainable in high-emitting sectors. It is part of Europe's Green Deal, which includes rules aimed at halting quote greenwashing, marketing activities as eco-friendly when in fact they are not, and funneling more money into climate-friendly projects. Yet leaked drafts of the new taxonomy suggest that key decisions on the classification of natural gas and nuclear power plants will be delayed until later this year. Member states have been lobbying hard. Some, including Poland, want natural gas to count as green. Others, such as France, want the same for nuclear energy. The stakes are high. By 2023, big companies will be required to disclose their green credentials under the taxonomy. Those deemed, quote, brown could lose investors. Agreeing on what counts as green at the moment is grey. A dictator's demise. Chad's president dies. Suddenly, the television stations in Chad were interrupted by a crowd of military men. President Idris Deby, they announced, had taken, quote, his last breath. Mr Deby, who came to power in an armed rebellion 30 years ago, died in a similar fashion, reportedly from wounds sustained while visiting the front lines of the fight against the rebel insurrection that began on April 11th. That was Chad's election day, the results from which were poised to keep Mr Deby in power. Under Mr Deby's rule, rebellions had been more common than free elections. Despite this, he was a close friend of America and France, who saw him as an ally in the fight against jihadism in the Sahel. In a statement after Mr. Davies' death, France mourned, quote, a courageous friend. Perhaps they will take comfort in his successor, his son. Mohamed Idris Deby, a general, heads the military council that, in blatant disregard of the constitution, announced it will run the country for the next 18 months. (laughs) 
Own Goal The European Super League As countless businesses and politicians can attest, pledging to stand firm on an unpopular decision is easy, until you must confront the punters. Yesterday, the proposed European Super League crumbled when its six English representatives bowed to pressure and withdrew. Expect the remaining members from Spain and Italy to release their grasp on its promised billions reluctantly, perhaps today. The clubs knew that the ESL, a close-shop league for the continent's richest sides, for which entrance would be granted not on merit but in perpetuity, would be decried. Football is popular in part because it offers both jeopardy and hope to all. Storied clubs can be relegated. Minnows can, in theory, rise to the top. Yet the strength of the backlash from fans came as a shock. So too did the political response. Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, promised a quote, legislative bombshell, perhaps in the guise of punitive taxes, to thwart the endeavour. The clubs may now be ruining their own goal. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Charlotte Bronte, who was born on this day in 1816. I can be on guard against my enemies, but God deliver me from my friends. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.